What do these songs have in common? The lyrics to each of those was written by Tim Rice. He's one of only 18 people to earn EGOT status, having won a Emmy, Grammy, Oscar and Tony throughout his prolific career. One of his first musicals, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, has just kicked off its Sydney season and he joined me earlier. Tim, welcome to RN Breakfast. Thank you very much. Joseph was initially commissioned as a work to be performed by primary school boys. How did writing for younger kids influence the tone of the show? Well, we obviously had to make it something that would appeal to them, but I've never believed in trying to write as if you were eight years old yourself. And I was quite happy to use quite long words occasionally in the piece. And I think Andrew's music didn't didn't play down to the kids at all. They were they were good tunes and they were different sorts of melodies and we just wanted to write something that we thought we might have enjoyed at that age. I understand the boys played an integral role in the run of colours at the end of Joseph's Coat, is that right? They did, they played a very integral role in that they wrote the list of colours. When when we delivered that song to the boys, it just ended, it was red and yellow and green and brown and blue, full stop. The schoolmaster, the music teacher said, would you mind if we added a few colours? And I said, OK, well, I'll send you some colours. He said, no, 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 the, the, the boys would like to add some colours and we're going to ask them to choose them. And I said, absolutely fine. And then, of course, they added, um, I think, a further 24 colours. Um, so there's a long list of 29 colours at the end of the song, which is one of the most attractive sections in the entire show, which I didn't really write. People often say, can you recite all the colours? And I can sometimes on a good day, but um, not always. <laughs> well, there's a lot to recite. When you're reflecting on your work, you seem to hold your sort of harshest criticism for imperfect rhymes. Why does that trouble you so much? Well, anybody can do an imperfect rhyme. I haven't done very many. I've done a few. There are one or two in Joseph. But a good rhyme is very satisfying. It's can be funny, it can be moving, it can make you remember the piece better. If if you have a bad rhyme, like time and fine, or girl and world, it, it makes me squirm a little. I just don't like it. There are one or two in Joseph, and I don't think I'll draw attention to them. I know you worked with Elton John on, on a few different things, including The Lion King, and you've said Elton insists on the lyrics being written before the music. Yep. Was that a different way of working for you? Well, it was really. I would say that most composers like to have the tune written first, let their magic flow in any direction they want, and then hand it over to me, and I have the job of fitting the words to the music, which, of course, is much harder and much more um, taxing than um, writing a mere tune, because if you write a tune and you write verse one, you've then immediately written verse two, three, four, five, and six. They're all the same. Whereas with lyrics, you have to do a different verse almost every time. But I actually enjoy very much, it's like a jigsaw puzzle or a crossword puzzle, fitting the exact 
scansion and the emphasis of words into a beautiful tune. If, on the other hand, like Elton, you like the words first, then I've got to sit down with a blank piece of paper and that gives you a certain freedom, but it also means there's a danger of you starting to waffle, rather like I am now. You <laughs> You're not tend- waffling. It's, it's compelling. <laughs> Keep going. You, 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 you tend to go on a bit longer. With a film like Lion King, it's quite useful to have the words first because the script and the screenplay kept changing and we didn't want to send lyrics off to Elton until we were pretty certain that that scene was going to stay in the film. And with a cartoon, often scenes get completely wiped out. That's easy to do with an animated film because if you ditch, say, a scene with a giraffe, the giraffe doesn't have an agent and you won't get somebody ringing up and moaning. Always better to work with giraffes. That's the sort of lesson I'm getting there too. Giraffes are great because they never complain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You've just finished a run of concerts and a revival of From Here to Eternity and you will receive a major songwriting award in the middle of the year. It's only February. What other projects do you have this year? Well, Aida, which is a show I did with Elton, has never come to the UK. But Aida is coming to London for the first time. And the other big thing I've got, which I hope will happen, is um, Chess on Broadway, which played there in 1988 and was a complete disaster. Um, Only ran for about six weeks. What? what, 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 Why was it a disaster? Well, it was too long and the plot got changed fairly drastically. We just got it wrong. I mean, you can, it's very easy to do something terrible with a piece that's good. I mean, otherwise, every production of Hamlet would be a huge hit. But we kept putting in extra songs that we didn't need. The storyline got changed and we tried to make it up to date, which is fatal because it was an historical piece. <laughs> what happens when something is a complete mess like that? Obviously, uh, well, you go home and cry. I, did and, you do uh, quite you, a bit you, of crying? Was it? Was it? Yes, you blame you blame everybody but yourself, and then you mm-hmm. realise after a while it was probably your fault as much as anybody else's. It was a pity because a lot of work had gone into it. The record of chess is one of the favourite things I've ever done. I hope it comes back to Broadway. I hope it works. If it doesn't work, well, it's only a musical. It's only a musical. It's only, it's only everything you love. Uh, Joseph has... has... Well, not everything I love. I quite like cricket. Oh, I quite okay. like Australia. <laughs> Joseph has one of the longest curtain calls of all time. Are you a fan of the musical Megamix? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to knock it. But um, the thing is, the fans are. I, I must say, the first time I saw the Megamix, I thought, hmm, I'm surprised this works, but it does work. And it's great. If, if, if people know the songs, they're happy to hear them again. Having said that, when we first wrote Joseph for kids, as we discussed, it was pretty short. And when we came to the West End, Andrew and I were dragooned into writing a kind of extra bit on Jacob, Joseph's father, and it didn't really work. It was done in a hurry and it wasn't really that good. And eventually, this, the answer was to do, in effect, more or less do the show twice. Um, I do it again. The show's six, and it's um, the story of Henry VIII and his six wives, or to be more accurate, it's the story of the six wives. Henry VIII isn't even in it. And the great thing about six is it's short. And it's only an hour and five minutes long. I think if we, if, if, if Joseph was being launched now, I think we'd probably tend to do a shorter version. Six has shown that shows don't have to be two hours. 
Um, and that's something which um, I think one or two other shows could take note of, including us probably. Most shows are too long. But every show is 10 minutes too long, except possibly six. I love but musicals, again, but I just couldn't agree more with that 10-minute line. I'm always just a bit sort of, okay, ready to ready to stand now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but but I have to say, the I mean, the Megamix is great, and I've always, you know, rather enjoyed seeing crowds leaping up and down and dancing to the songs because most people seem to know most of the songs. Tim, it's been so lovely to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you very much. Tim Rice is the lyricist for Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which has just opened its Sydney season at the Capitol Theatre. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.